0: Good morning from Kingston, New York, and welcome to the Week Ahead podcast for Tuesday, the 21st of September. This is supposed to be the September 20th edition. I was busy doing videos all day. More about that in half a second. Uh, in today's edition, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the equinox chart. The autumnal equinox, as it's called here in the Northern Hemisphere, is uh, September 22nd. That would be Wednesday at 3.20 and 58 seconds, and it's 3.21 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. All times in this podcast are Eastern Daylight. Uh, I have been doing video lately, uh, which is um, the metamorphosis reading. You can find a video about that. I did a half-hour video talking about uh, what I would be doing with uh, the rest of the week long in preparation Uh, a 12-sign video reading called Metamorphosis. You can find the preview video either on the Planet Waves YouTube channel or if you go to planetwaves.net and click on the StarCast link, you'll see the uh, video is uh, pretty close to the top of the page. These are readings that take us out through uh, the rest of the year and, and that also are preparation For Pluto and Aquarius, as uh, much of the long range work that I've been doing this year is preparation for Pluto and Aquarius. And then um, additionally, I am focusing on a kind of a local manifestation of what that's about, which is the triple conjunction of retrograde Mercury plus Mars plus the Sun in Libra, an exact triple conjunction uh, which takes place on the 8th and the 9th of October coming up. Mercury is about to be retrograde. Uh, That starts in about five days. I'll keep you posted uh, as to developments about that. Really uh, would like to devote an entire StarCast program to that. For now, let's take a look at this Equinox chart. It is interesting. Um, The sun tomorrow on Wednesday will join join Mars and Mercury, the the well-known planets in Libra, uh, Mars hanging out at about uh, five degrees and uh, Mercury at about 24 and a half degrees of, of Libra. So that's a lot of energy in uh, in a sign that is a kind of chameleon. Libra has a shape-shifting quality, uh, perhaps seen uh, only as good as done well by Pisces. Libra has an incredible ability to uh, conceal itself to present itself at full strength, and then basically dance around on on the spectrum anywhere in between. I think of Libra as the human blowtorch. If you have a, a blowtorch on the table in your workshop or kitchen, uh, in case you're making a flambe or a creme brulee, you can turn that blowtorch down so low uh, that you could put the flame out with your finger just by tapping it, even though it's, uh, uh, you know, hot... Blue flame, one quick tap will will extinguish it. <clears throat> or you can turn it up all the way and it will uh, you know, do anything you want it to do based on how much fuel you have in there. So Libra's a little bit like that. You can turn it all the way down, it can turn itself, or it can turn itself all the way up. Study Libra musicians, artists, and rock stars to see some of the uh, some some of this property coming forth. One of the most interesting things uh, about this chart is the conjunction of Mars and a minor planet called Logos. This is going to take place over the next week or so. Mars is at 5 degrees. Logos is about 8 degrees. Uh, so this is not applying, meaning it is still forming. It is developing. It is happening at the time uh, of of our freeze frame chart, our our moment in time that we're choosing to study, which is the moment that the sun enters the cardinal sign Libra, the autumn begins in the west. Here in the Western uh, calculus of that, and um, oh, there was one more thought that I forgot. But anyway, when we study the chart of a cro- of a quarter or a cross quarter day, these days being. Uh, often used either for divination or as divination. So, to use the chart of the uh, of of the equinox as a divinatory tool would be to use the equinox as divination. Uh, so, we look at these planets and we can get a sense of what is brewing and uh, possibly make some forecasts or or predictions. Not my favorite thing to do, but. Um, uh, potentially quite relevant in our moment, uh, we find that this, that Mars, this, uh, this uh, planet that actually rules the sign opposite Libra, Aries, is, is in Libra. And uh, it is in Libra approaching a conjunction to a point called Logos. Now, Logos is a, a minor planet. It's a classical Kuiper object, uh, orbit of about 300 years. So it's uh, also called a Cubiwano, or classical Kuiper object, just past Pluto. Pluto's got a 250-year orbit, and uh, the Cubiwanos usually range from about 295 to 310-year orbits, and there's quite a few of them, but Logos is one of the more, I, I think, uh, elegant ones. Uh, you'll never hear astrologers talk about it much. Uh, they tend to stick to the, you know, the main highways. Uh, I, I prefer to spend some time uh, riding my motorcycle on the on the back roads, I live up in the country here, uh, and um, logos is uh, not not exactly philosophically a back road. Logos is the the root, the the word root of everything from logic to astrology, uh, and so anything with that L O G encrypted into the word. Is relying on a framework. It's relying on a conceptual, philosophical, intellectual, linguistic framework, and that framework tends to set all of the divinations, uh, <laughs> all of the definitions <laughs> that we live with. It's it is our concept of what it means to think, to be, to reason, and what is um, well. So this is a long-term visitor to Libra. First of all, that's an important thing to remember. It's only at uh, about 8 8 degrees of the sign to be exact at the time of the uh, equinox. It's at 8 degrees and 18 minutes. So it's got at least another decade or more in in Libra. So it's a long-term visitor where he, you know, it's for most practical purposes it's here to stay. And what we are seeing in our time of uh, the the complete takeover of digital technology and and by that I mean it you know you can order your pizza based on your pizza profile at you know local Joe's pizzeria on the corner uh, and uh, you can't quite have it delivered by drone yet but then wh- wh- you know while you're ordering your pizza you can also be uh, ordering your uh, five thousand part tool set from uh, Amazon or a shed. Or something. So that's one way the digital has taken over everything we do, we, we do through digital, but it's also taking over our consciousness and it is changing the logos of humanity. It's changing our uh, process of, of identifying who we are, of, of reasoning, um, and it is responsible. Digital technology and all, all of these new devices and new media are responsible for the breakdown of intellect and the destabilization of society worldwide people wonder how can how can something uh l- like uh, mandates uh, over a cold virus take over the entire planet in 3 weeks how is that possible and and that's that's kind of a silly question because the the, the infrastructure is there the framework is there it's possible uh, to to email the sequence of a, v- a virus from uh, Wuhan to Washington D.C. at approximately the speed of light, uh, and it uh, it's e- it's easy to uh, be halfway around the world uh, before logic and reasoning has uh, their boots on, and so we live in this world where uh, g- you know our concepts of uh, ge- geography well, I was going to say geometry and geology all of which <laughs> are uh, are subject to complete revision and rearrangement and the the internal counterpart to this that the the softened up territory that's making it possible is that this thing that we previously relied on called logos does not exist languages have become imprecise logic is n- no longer a thing that is relied upon Um, You can be called a conspiracy theorist for using logic. I mean, that's one heck of a conspiracy, you know, going all the way back to Aristotle or further. And so when you don't have that, when someone is missing that internal framework, it is possible to make very strange presuppositions and decisions and uh, come to observations that are simply not true because there's no reference set, there's no set of rules, and, and Logos represents those internally maintained rules, that, uh, that internal psychic infrastructure uh, that allows there to be a reasoning process. Mars is conjunct this in, in, in this uh, Equinox chart, and that is saying, let's get busy on, uh, on the use of thinking. You need logos to think. It is what we think of when we think of thinking. Now, speaking of uh, chaos, the, uh, the prize-winning, most interesting aspect in the Equinox chart is a T-square uh, between Pluto and Eris, two slow movers. We've talked about them before. Eris, a very slow mover, 550 years Uh, Pluto, a slow mover, 248 years. They're both very slow movers. Anything that takes more than one human lifetime to go around the sun uh, is a very slow mover. Uh, And they are in a long square. This is a waning square. It's uh, the last quarter moon equivalent of uh, the product of a conjunction, by the way, that happened in 1756, the last time that Pluto and eris were conjunct was 20 years before the american revolution i show this chart in my video uh, for uh, metamorphosis uh, to emphasize the importance of this aspect pluto square eris very very chaotic potentially toxic uh, and it is the uh, it's an, it's another image of the the crack up breakdown of logic uh, reasoning, even memory, is is not uh, what it used to be. The internet's completely distorted memory for is all the ability of the internet to preserve things seemingly forever. Uh, in in the digital environment, there is this uh, very strange way that things just seem to drop down the memory hole. So we've got this a long square going on going on for uh, uh, all of 2020. It actually started around the 22nd of uh, January 2020, so that's a year and a half into this. It is it is exact in this chart. It's uh, within arc minutes, six arc minutes, one-tenth of one degree exactitude. Mercury then enters the scene. Mercury is coming in from Libra, so we've got a Mercury-Pluto-Eris square, and then uh, so that this really drags in the mind and consciousness and awareness. And then the moon comes swooping through uh, in, in the early evening of the equinox. And the moon in Aries um, makes a conjunction to Eris in opposition to Mercury and a square to Pluto. This is an intense equinox chart. And this uh, equinox season only gets more interesting <clears throat> and more exciting. Again, I cover this in the video um, with the forthcoming triple conjunction of Mercury retrograde plus Mars plus the Sun, uh, all of which takes place uh, on, on the 8th and the 9th of October. This Sun conjunction to two planets at the same time means that the Mars-Sun cycle... And the Mercury Sun cycle are overlapping one another. They've ba- they've basically merged right now, and become one cycle. And if you'll notice, uh, communication has become extremely aggressive. Uh, I I I track this back uh, to uh, 2018. It'll be an interesting study to uh, look at public discourse and and the uh, let's say the the appropriateness of venting rage on your neighbors. The thing that I'm the most concerned about with uh, all of this activity in Libra is that we strive to understand the impact of global events on our most intimate and personal partnerships. I don't believe we're looking at this carefully enough, and I don't believe that we're looking at wide global events carefully enough, but I I think that really, as often happens, we're missing... The impact of all of these changes, uh, all of this uh, aggressive behavior, most of it coming out of high tech and biotech on our most intimate private experiences, including in the bedroom, including who is allowed at the dinner table and including how we speak to our neighbors and what it is possible to accuse someone of or be accused of. Stay tuned, I'll be back shortly, either, well, I'll be back shortly with another edition of StarCast. Signing off, from Kingston, New York, this is Eric Francis.